0: think I got it. Yeah, you can hear me? Can you hear me now? Good morning. Good morning. How's everybody doing? Did you have a good, uh, we, had a, we had a great day last Sunday. Did y'all think so? That was fun in the park. Uh, uh, sun never quite came out, but it, uh, it stopped raining at least, and we had a great fellowship time together. What about Wednesday night? Who we had a good time Wednesday night. All the kids went upstairs. I forgot. Last week was so good because they were in here, and they participated. Um, uh, but who had fun Wednesday night? I'd say we had 150 or 175 people come through, and a lot of volunteers set up great trunks, and uh, it was a great time for the kids. We had good food, uh, it was really just a blessing. Uh, we're going to get started this morning uh, as we continue to work through uh, this sermon series we're in that'll take us up through Thanksgiving. Uh, that's just like a month away, isn't that unreal? That is unreal, um, but this morning we're continuing a sermon series we're calling Jesus Stories and we're, we're halfway through, we, uh, we're going to do 10 weeks of this and we've done five where we go and look at uh, different stories that Jesus told, we're often uh, called parables, uh, it's a story with a purpose and we've done five of those and this morning we're going to look at a sixth and I'm trying to see here. Hey, listen, you know, some of my sermons, when I prepare them, I mean, this is just perfect. Like, I got all the notes, I know exactly the outline, I know how God's going to flow it. I said, some of my sermons, <laughs> this isn't one of those, okay? Uh, I was studying this this weekend and uh, praying over it yesterday and this morning, and I kind of got a lot of thoughts around it, and God... Uh, I just uh, kept praying, saying, where do you want me to go with this? Where do you want me to go? And and, uh, and I'm here now, okay? So you're gonna go with me. Is that fair? Is that fair for a Sunday morning? Um, Here's where I wanna go first. We're gonna be in Luke chapter 18. If you have your Bibles with you, you can go ahead and turn there um, and kinda hold that spot, Luke chapter 18. If you're on your phone, wait just a minute because I wanna go somewhere else first. Uh, Nehemiah, book of Nehemiah in the Old Testament. Who was with us when we preached through Nehemiah? we got a lot of new people now, but we got several here. Uh, several years back, we preached through about the first 10 chapters of the book of Nehemiah. It's an amazing story about lessons and godly leadership and what Nehemiah does. Found the book. I think we're going to be in uh, chapter... Chapter 2 here, I just want to read one verse, because this morning we're going to be talking about prayer, and uh, as I was leading into this, I started thinking to myself, you know, what is, what is prayer? How do we pray? What does it look like? How should we pray? And you know, that's a whole topic for, a, for another, another sermon, but you know, prayers can be formal, they can be informal, they can be silent, they can be audible, they can be in public, they can be in private. It's really just about talking with God. It's about communicating with our creator Uh, and nehemiah is a great story because the reason i love it so much is because uh, if you're not familiar with the story nehemiah he he is a jew who has found uh, opportunity outside of jerusalem and is working actually for the king at the time in another city and he gets word that jerusalem is really depressed and they're downtrodden and you know the, the they've been attacked they were they've moved back into jerusalem but their walls are still torn down, and the gates are burnt up, and just everybody's really depressed. I mean, that's the state of Jerusalem at the time. Um, And he gets word that that's the shape his people are in. And he gets a burden about it. He he cares about it, and he begins praying to God. And there's a great prayer in chapter 1 where he goes to God and he prays. uh, Let me read that prayer lord the god of heaven the great and awesome god who keeps his covenant of love with those who love him and keep his commandments let your ear be attentive and your eyes open to hear the prayer your servant is praying before you day and night for your servants the people of israel i confess the sins we israelites including myself and my father's family have committed against you we've acted very wickedly towards you we have not obeyed the commands decrees and laws you gave your servant moses Remember the instruction you gave your servant Moses saying, if you are unfaithful, it will, I will scatter you among the nations. But if you return to me and obey my commands, then even if your exiled people are at the farthest horizon, I will gather them from there and bring them to the place I've chosen as a dwelling for my name. They are your servants and your people whom you redeemed by your great strength and your mighty hand. Lord, let your ear be attentive to the prayer of this your servant and to the prayer of your servants who delight in revering your name. Give your servant success today by granting him favor in the presence of this man. Nehemiah was getting ready to go before the king. And uh, today in the, the the passage in Luke, this parable that t- Jesus teaches, he's He talks about uh, this judge and it happens to be really a crooked judge that uh, it says the judge has no fear of God and no respecter of persons. He doesn't care what people think. Uh, Most likely this was a judge who was just taking bribes and, you know, help those who could afford to pad his own pockets. Um, And yet there was a a widow, a woman who was in distress, she had an adversary and she was struggling with this person. And, And as a widow, she didn't have the money to hire legal counsel. Uh, She was a female in what was then a men's culture. He says, you're driving me crazy. What, I mean, I don't really care about you, but to get you out of my hair, I will do what you've asked of me. And so he relents and he does what she asks. And and, and Jesus says that we are to be like that in prayer to God. Because he starts out, and uh, in Luke 18, verse 1, read this, and I want to read from Nehemiah. Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. title of this morning's sermon is Never Quit. Let me read you this prayer Nehemiah prayed in chapter 2. The first one, that was long. Half of you fell asleep, right? That was a lot of words in that prayer. Let me read you what he said in chapter 2. In the midst of conversation, this happened. Nehemiah's going to the king and asking permission to go to Jerusalem and help. All right? King sees he's sad. He says, what's wrong, Nehemiah? Nehemiah said, I'm sad because my family, my people in Jerusalem are destroyed by fire. Then the king said to him in verse 4, chapter 2, what is it you want? And in the midst of this conversation, it says, Nehemiah says, Then I prayed to the God of heaven. In the midst of conversation, and I answered the king, If it pleases the king, and if your servant has found favor in his sight, let him send me to the city of Judah, where my ancestors are buried, so that I can rebuild it. I've always loved that verse. And I think it speaks to uh, what in the New Testament that, that taught pray without ceasing, and I've always thought of prayer kind of as this formal thing, this formal thing, you got to know how to do it, it starts with dear God and it ends with amen, and it's, it's got to have this piece and this piece in the middle, and, and what I realized that, that what they're really talking about is just an every moment consciousness that we're in the presence of God. That in the midst of this conversation that he was a little bit stressed out about and he was worried under his breath, I don't know what he said, maybe just in his heart, in his thought, he was just knowing the words that were going to come out of his mouth. He needed God present in that moment. And it it reminds me that in life where we feel like we may come uh, pray on Sundays, we may pray, do our morning prayer, each day before we go out into the workplace or where we go and whatever we do. It's almost as if we think that God doesn't go to the sales meeting with us, that he doesn't show up in the classroom with us, that he's not on the job site helping us build whatever we're building today. And what they're teaching here, what Jesus is teaching here is that we should always be in communication and in constant connection with him. It's important to understand this context in Luke chapter 18. What happened right before is uh, some people would ask Jesus, you know, when is the kingdom of God, kingdom of God going to be going to come? When is, when are you coming back? When is all this that you're talking about going to happen? And he goes in, he, he teaches a little bit there uh, to them and he explains to them. Uh, and then he gets into chapter 18, he turns to his disciples. He basically says. Uh, You've got to be prepared for a delayed answer. You've got to be prepared for a delayed answer. You, we are here this morning, many of us. The title of the sermon is Never Quit. And that's what I want to talk at length about today. For the majority of the conversation, is because we walk every day. I want to, and I was thinking about this, I was thinking, you know, there've been times in my life, there's been situations, there's been places, there has been people that I feel like giving up. You feel like giving up on. Maybe it's, a, maybe it's at work. There's been days that you thought, today is the day that I leave the piece of paper on my desk and I leave and it says, I'm never coming back. Wouldn't that feel so good some days? Have you felt there? You've been there? It may be in your marriage. You've been there at the moment, the point that things have gotten so bad that it's just time to quit. You feel like it's time to throw in the towel. Maybe it's being a parent. Maybe it's being, being a present parent. Maybe, maybe you get tempted at some point to say, you know what, I'm going to be here physically, but I'm not committed to be the parent that God has called me to be, and we feel like quitting. Quitting. Now, the Bible's full of promises for his children, once we become Christians, that he will help us persevere. That that we persevere through the power of the Spirit of God that dwells inside of us. But at the same time, there's all kinds of commands and calls that says, don't grow weary in well-doing. That that Paul, you've heard me talk many times about when we wrote the scriptures on this stage before we put carpet on it. The the scripture that is written right here under where I stand every Sunday morning. It says, I'm going to forget the things that are behind me. If there's one thing I'm going to do, I will press on. That's what Paul wrote. I will press on. One thing I will do, I will press on. Now we all get to the point. Where well, we feel like quitting something and some things. And what Jesus is talking about here, and what we're going to talk about today, is prayer. You've heard it said that Christianity is a relationship with Jesus Christ. Right? No? Never heard that? Heard that? <laughs> heard it, all right. You've heard it said it's a relationship. What's important in a relationship? Honesty, communication was the overwhelming. Let me ask you something. If you're married, you got a spouse. You try to go a week in her presence, his presence. Don't acknowledge they're there. Don't even speak to them. Like, just go do your life. Get home every evening, whatever. They're there. Sit down to dinner. They're there, but don't speak. Don't acknowledge that they're there. How would that go? How would that go? Would you feel closer to them by the end of the week? Your friends. You imagine uh, if you if there's one thing you, that can destroy a relationship, it's silence. Now, there's some silence, you know. Uh, you know, everybody's mad at everybody, right? You've been in those. Driving, down the car, driving on the road and it's just the two of you. You can go a long way. Sometimes you can go a long way in silence and be comfortable, right? Because you, you're, you're comfortable with one of the There's sometimes you go uh, several miles down the road with silence and you know it's because you said something stupid or uh, the other person said something stupid and nobody's willing to say, I said something stupid. what jesus is teaching here there's something incredibly important about consistent communication with our creator when i really started thinking about this you know i i i fall short uh, as much as the rest of you i think i've grown in it i'm way better than i was uh, last year and definitely five years ago i can see god in every aspect of my life i find times that it used to I thought, man I've not sat down and like got on my knees and prayed this this you know a 10 minute prayer in a couple days and then I started realizing that every time I get in the car I'm talking to him when I'm by myself that I've converted where I'm just used to just think in my head. I realize now I'm just having this constant conversation with my creator. I want you to, to think about how powerful it is that each and every one of you has the opportunity to speak to the God of all creation, to have a conversation with Him, to communicate with them. Here's the thing, five things that happen in prayer. Um should read the rest of these verses. I kind of told you the story, but let's read God's word, how it puts it. Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. He said, in a certain town, there was a judge who never, never, or neither feared God nor cared what people thought. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with the plea, grant me justice against my adversary. For some time, he refused. But finally he said to himself, Even though I don't fear God or care what people think, yep, because this widow keeps bothering me, come and give me a black eye. For something them off, I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? Question mark. In other words, he says, Hey, listen, if this unjust judge, if this crooked, corrupt judge responds to this what's the old saying the squeaky wheel gets the oil gets the grease gets the grease squeaky wheel gets the grease this is a this is an example of that story and and jesus says if this judge who is crooked and corrupt listens to what she has to say because she came so often and so consistently and persistently then how much more will a god who loves you and is holy gonna listen if you come with your heart open to me. That's what he's teaching them. That's what he is teaching them. Now, we find sometimes I was thinking, all right, in life, I feel like I'm, uh, sometimes I feel like I'm running up against, I started thinking, I feel like I'm floating on this cliff, like this ledge of quitting. And when I was thinking about it, I was like it's like I run up to it and then I decide that, no, I'm not gonna quit. God's strength is here, he's there, and you, you get fired back up and you back off it again. And 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 I thought I think it's more like what Paul say in uh, uh, Hebrews chapter 12, I think after the Hall of Faith, uh, he said, "Run the race that is set before us." And I think it's more like we got we got a path that God has called us to, and yet it, it feels like to the the side. Like when we go a week without talking to Christ, we start to veer off and we start to feel like giving up. We start to feel like quitting. Or, or maybe we, we've been praying a prayer so long and it's not been answered and, and we start to lose heart. We start to give up. We start to get frustrated and we, we start to, to veer off this path that God has called us to. Sometimes in life, I think sometimes God's given us gifts. You know, he's given you a gift, and you are good at some things. And the danger of being good at something is to start thinking, I'm good at something. <laughs> right? And you start doing it, and you're good at it. And all of a sudden, where you were on a path, and you were, you were giving everything to Christ, but now I'm good at this, and you're over here, and you're not really talking to him about it, and you don't think you need him. And we forget that he numbered the hairs on our head before we were born, that he knew our name before we were born. And then we could be nothing without him. And all, all these things can start to take us off the path and distract us. They will become distractions for what God has called us to. Does that make sense? Do you feel that way? At times in your life as you're walking and you're doing your best to serve God. There's one thought here that I want you to see. Um... This widow, she was poor. She didn't have the money to bribe the judge, right? The judge was doing, he was helping who could help him. Uh, She was a widow. She was a, a female. She had no authority, no position. She was being persecuted by her adversary. Yet she had access. Yet no matter where we are, what, what however we feel, how frustrated, how downtrodden, how beaten down, we feel we have access to our creator. And we can go to him and request and then submit to him five things in prayer. One, we go to God and we say, God, hear our desires. This is the, the, from the Bible. These are five things that we can do in prayer. One, we go with requests and we... We we have desires in our heart that he's placed in our hearts. And we go seeking. One, God help us in this situation. I'd like to see this happen. And then we move to the, the second step where we say, but, but really, Christ, I really just want, God, I really just want your will to be done. And we're trying to reconcile what's in our heart with his, right? We're trying to figure out. One, we want to take our desires to him. Two, we want to submit to his will three we want to have a conversation with him and I talked about that a little bit earlier this is a one-way conversation it's not uh it's not a speech you don't get up and give a speech to God once a day it's meant to be a conversation It's an opportunity to practice the presence of God, to remind yourself that He is with you in each and every situation, each and every opportunity, each and every door that gets shut, that He's with you each and every moment. And it's a place to find the peace of God. Once you know you're seeking His will, once you're having a conversation with Him and you're practicing His presence, I mean, if you're in that moment, in that situation, then you will find the peace you cannot find otherwise. The peace you cannot find otherwise. When we pray, we pray to God the Father in the name of Jesus Christ and with the power of the Holy Spirit that lives inside of us. The word that was used here in the, that first verse that says, uh, "Always pray and not give up, never quit." That's where I got the title of the sermon. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't quit. Don't quit. What's the solution? Don't quit. When you're tired and you're burned down and you feel like giving in, the answer is don't. <laughs> The solution is don't, the, 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 the reminder is you're a child of God. You're in his strength, not your own strength. Don't give up. Don't quit talking to God. Don't quit praying. There's, there's two things it really says that using that word, and I can't pronounce the Greek. Y'all wanna hear me try to say a Greek word? Ekakeo. Pretty good, wasn't it? Ekakao. There's danger. When you're discouraged. Okay, this, Jesus knew this. Jesus knew that, that, that his disciples, that this was a message to his disciples, his believers that were there that day. He knew they were going to be discouraged at some point. That, that somebody was going to come up to them and say, oh, you serve that Jesus guy? You really think he's who he says he is? You really have faith? You really go to church? Really? You, you, you really? That's funny. Hey, and then, uh, and then, two thousand years later, we got the Kanye West uh, event of the century, right? Kanye West, y'all been watching this? Uh, he's professed his faith in Christ. He's uh, he, he's he's produced his, his most recent music album just came out. Is uh, and I got on and listened to it. Uh, it's a music album, and uh, it's Kanye West. And um, you know it's Kanye West. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a big rap fan. Uh, but it has some powerful biblical truths in these words. And you saw him on Jimmy Kimmel, standing up and saying, "Hey, I, I'm a believer in Christ." They, they said. They said, "What?" He said, "Are you now a contemporary Christian music artist?" He said, "I'm a Christian everything." What in the world? Like, what in the world is going on? And, and and yet there's people, there are people that are just calling him out and saying, really, really, Kanye, somebody like you gonna act like you're Je- you're serving Jesus? And, and Jesus knew then, he knew he knew that now, today, that there would be days we felt discouraged. And we'd feel like quitting. There's two things he said to not quit doing, really, with this same Greek word. If you go find it in other parts of the New Testament, uh, it's here, and then in Galatians uh, chapter 6, you, you know this verse, do not be deceived, God cannot be mocked. I called Beth this week, I texted her, we were, we were both going different ways one morning early, and... Uh, and we were just talking about the list of things that had to be done for the day. The things that we, we knew needed to be done. we weren't going to get done. And trying to figure out when we are going to do that. And uh, to a point that we were kind of exhausted. And, and she said, I think I might pass out. <laughs> just thinking about the list. Yeah, are we the only ones that get to that point? Or y'all get to that point. The list of overwhelming things to do. And I thought in ministry and service to Christ. That's it. A- it's, it's, a, it's a little expected. God knew we'd get there. And I thought about this verse in Galatians. And uh, I was on the road driving to Ashland one day, that, I think it was Wednesday. To, Wednesday, yes, Wednesday. I went to Ashland three days this week. i never had three meetings in Ashland in one week, and they were all on three different days. Uh, so Wednesday I was driving to Ashland for the third time, uh, this week and I, I texted her, I said, Call me when you get a chance. I was just thinking about this verse. And uh, and I thought about this verse in Galatians. I thought about how tired we were and how many how tired so many others are that are serving and volunteering in all of our ministries. And I, I thought about how the the King James Version says, Faint not. And I thought back to that morning. I thought, she like It wasn't just these words that were coming. It's like, literally, there will be days you feel like you're going to pass out. Like you're going to be so tired and so weary. David's being serious. Don't pass out. (laughs) Don't give up. Don't be weary. Don't grow weary. Don't lose heart. Don't be discouraged. And this verse in Galatians, listen to what it says. Do not be deceived, God cannot be mocked. And I love this. Um, Just remind your hearts this right now. A man reaps what he sows. And I thought that for my wife. I thought that for my wife that moment. I said, you're going to reap what you're going to sow. And you're sowing beautiful things. Whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the spirit from the spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary. Let's not faint. Let's not lose heart. Let's not grow discouraged in doing good. Don't get weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest. Isn't that a blessing? Isn't that enough to re-encourage us, to reignite if we don't give up? If we don't give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. There's that word, that Greek word, that uh, ekakeo. Two things, really, they use it to tell us don't grow tired in praying. Don't grow weary, don't quit, always be praying. Uh, and two, Don't stop doing good. You want to stay uh, ignited for God? Do good for other people? Do for one would be a great way to start. And don't stop praying. It was used in a couple other places I want to share as we get ready to close. 2 Corinthians 4.1 Therefore, since through God's mercy we have this ministry, we don't lose heart. Therefore, since God, through God's mercy we have this ministry, we don't lose heart. We don't grow weary. We don't ekekeo. Skip down to verse 7 of 2 Corinthians chapter 4. But we have this treasure in jars of clay. Listen to this promise to show that all this all surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair. "...persecuted but not abandoned, struck down but not destroyed, we always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. It is written, I believe, therefore I have spoken. Since we have that same spirit of faith, we also believe and therefore speak. Because we know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus from the dead will also raise us with Jesus." present us with you to himself. All this is for your benefit so that the grace that is reaching more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. Therefore, we never quit. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we're being renewed day by day. Let me read one more verse for you. Hebrews chapter 4, verses 14 through 16. Since, therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way just as we are, yet he did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence. So that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. The promise, I love this in there. That we're hard pressed. We're hard pressed on every side. That we are persecuted. That we're perplexed. That we're struck down but we're never crushed, we're never destroyed. The, the, the lesson is you're gonna, you're gonna, you keep your faith strong, you keep doing good, you keep talking with God and all these things around you that are feeling like they're trying to tear you down in destruction, he will not let them get to you. He's promised that if we stay strong that there's a harvest to reap if we don't give up. I know I stand in a room full of people who are refusing to give up. Many of you have been walking your faith walk way longer than I have. And let me just encourage you and say thank you this morning to continue to walk in your faith. Heard this song this morning. I like to turn music on as I'm studying and praying. I gotta be doing four things at once. Um, It's called Nothing Else by Cody Carnes. I'm gonna play it here in just a second it's got, the words are beautiful, it's a beautiful song. And we're just going to stand up and uh, let this song speak to our hearts this morning. And uh, maybe you're here this morning, you're saying, yeah, I went many days this week, didn't even acknowledge that God was with me. I was silent with him this week, didn't even, never really thought about talking to him like that, thought it had to be formal. Maybe you've never given your heart to Christ and you've never known what it's like. To find a connection to your creator. You can do that this morning. But this verse of this song, uh, it just spoke to me. And there's sometimes things just speak to you like, God, that just hit me right in the gut. And this was that line. I'm sorry when I've just gone through the motions. That hit me. I'm sorry when I just sang another song. Take me back to where we started. I open up my heart to you. I'm sorry when I've come with my agenda. I'm sorry when I forgot that you're enough. Take me back to where we started. I open up my heart to you. Here's the last verse from Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, every situation by what? Prayer Prayer, and petition. How with thanksgiving present your requests to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That's the promise. If you're feeling chaos, it's likely because you've let time go Without talking with your Maker, it's all stand. The words are going to be up. On-